For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. What's up, Rebels? MyPillow.com, code word REBEL for a big fat discount on a four-pack of pillows. Thank you so much to MyPillow for sponsoring this podcast. Woo! Rebels, it's that time. Can you feel it? Are you ready to be a great parent? Do you want to feel like you're back on your honeymoon? Well, we believe in you and God believes in you. Rebels, it's time to join the rebellion. It's time for Rebel Parenting. Hey, Rebels, we've got a fun show for you today. Laura and I were recently interviewed on In This Together by Dr. Josh and Christy Straub. It's their podcast, and I thought we should play that here on Rebel Parenting. But first, I want to tell you, definitely go subscribe to their podcast on iTunes. It is fantastic. They've got tons of great guests. He is a genius. He's got a book called Safe House that is just fantastic. Fantastic. I'm telling you, amazing, amazing book, amazing couple. We had so much fun. I just thought we've got to do this here on Rebel Parenting. So without any further ado, here is uh, myself, the Disruptor, and the Atomic Mom being interviewed on In This Together by Dr. Joshua and Christy Straub here on Rebel Parenting. Welcome to the podcast, Ryan and Laura. We are so excited that you're with us. We are Hello. too. So stoked. We've had you on the podcast. We've been talking about your book, Safe House. I recommend that all the time. So we're yep. so stoked to be here. Well, I appreciate it so much. We originally had this scheduled, I think, a couple different times. And because of time zone mix-ups or something, we've just never been able to do it. And we're finally having these conversations. And I'm so delighted to do it because you guys are such good friends and this is the right time. It was just meant for this time, not yep. the time before. That's totally. exactly right. This that is, is when true. people need to hear it. Yeah. Yes. And if you guys don't know, uh, Ryan and Laura have their own podcast called Rebel Parenting, and um, you need to listen to it. Ryan, actually, I don't know if you know this or not, but you, in, in the books you recommend, the things you read, the podcasts you listen to, you're so you're, you're just in the, the know, the things you listen to, and I've picked up so many um, recommendations from you that have helped better my life. So... Um, for those of you listening, if you follow them, uh, they do more than podcasting. They share their lives, and that's what we love about them is their authenticity. So I want, as an audience, I want you to hear that. And Ryan and Laura, I want you to hear that from me, from my heart to yours. So. Oh, thank you. That's funny. I totally got embarrassed on that. Like, I'm for, for sure red right now. That's the nicest thing somebody <laughs> said to me on a podcast. Like, that's my... My dream is for people to be like, oh, you recommended this book and it was really great or that speaker. And that was like, I love that stuff so much. So thank you. My goodness. Wow. <laughs> well, you're oh, welcome. So I love it. Hey, a little bromance happening here on the podcast. That's yes. I love it. Hey, so let's. <laughs> hey, so we. When we started this, for those of you listening, we said, hey, Ryan and Laura, we want you to talk about what you're passionate about right now. And because you guys are authentic, you're real. And so I'm just going to open that up because uh, we already talked a little bit about this. But I want you guys to start by talking about what what is your message right now? What are you seeing in families and what do you want families to hear? Mm. Oh, yeah. You Great know, the question. top three things we get at Rebel Parenting. And here's the truth. Josh and Christy. You know, I listen to Tim Ferriss and Joe Rogan and, uh, you know, these like high functioner type A podcasts, you know, to better your life. And, you know, Josh Bridges, the Navy SEAL and the CrossFitter and Tony uh, Robbins. Yeah. Those kind of things. I thought our podcast would That's be like good the, the type A people that are just killing it and they want to level up their lives. And there are tons of those people out there listening and 
it's also so much crisis so often. And the top three things we get emails, texts, and Instagram posts and Facebook messages about are addiction, infidelity. What's the last one? Pornography. Oh, and pornography. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like, I know, I know it's a biggie. What the is first. it? <laughs> yeah, porno- pornography is probably the first. Pornography, infidelity, and addiction. We, It's everywhere. Mm. And It's just pandemic. With addiction... Uh, it's tons of alcoholism. It's everywhere, every like crazy everywhere. Prescriptions is number two, and then the states where weed is legal, weed like Colorado, California. We get people that are like, my husband's checked out, my wife is checked out. You know, they're high all the time. They say it's not addictive, but they're not stopping. You know, it's just low motivation, not doing anything, not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, pornography is. 80, 90% of marriages, there's a struggle in pornography, and nobody wants to talk about it. And it's it's something you mm. can get help for. You yeah. can get help for all these things if you'll just bring it into the light and get help for it. Yeah. Mm. That's the great news. Uh, yeah. I it lo- really is. I love it. And, what, and, and, and for us, I mean, so, you know, our background's in counseling and uh, – for those of you listening, you know, we've talked a lot about lately, at least, because um, Christy and I just got out of counseling ourselves um, individually, and we're doing a, a group, or we're doing a, excuse me, a group couples intensive this year uh, as well. But we separated ourselves and did some individual stuff um, because we just saw that we just saw in our own lives, we just want to be better at who we are. We want to be better human beings. Uh, we describe ourselves as recovering humans. And, <laughs> and, and there, you're, you're right. There's a lot of brokenness, but there's a lot of blind spots too. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of shame that's around some of those things. Mm-hmm. What are, what are some of the breaking points? Like if, for those listening that, because I think one of the things that we hear from as it relates to a lot of families is it's this, um, when you said checked out, there's this, um, there's this dull sense, maybe. It's, it's like numbness. numbness. It's like we're and, living numb lives. Yep. We're not truly feeling. We don't feel joy. We don't really even feel sadness or grief. We, like, it's almost just this low-lying level of depression, anxiety, yeah. but mm-hmm. there's no real life. And yeah. are, are you guys, is, is that resonate with you guys? Hundred percent. Yeah, we're yeah. hearing that all over. And what you said is is really where it's at. It's there has been a time in our life in the past where there was overwhelming feelings. We didn't have the the coping mechanism, the skill set, whatever to deal with those things, and so we start checking yeah. out. Whether it's with alcohol or prescriptions or, or TV weed or TV, Netflix, you know, on the Facebook. <laughs> I mean, there's so many couples we find that's like, you know, we're both in bed. She's on the iPad, I'm on my phone, or I'm watching TV, and she's on her phone, and we're near each other, but we're not together. We're just, it's, we're so afraid of opening up and being like, I'm hurting inside, or I've got this pain, and I can't figure out where it's coming from, and we just, it's like, well, we'll just keep watching our shows, we'll just keep binge-watching whatever's on. And on average, the people that we're ministering to, it's people in like 7 to 15 years of marriage. Wow. Yeah. And I think so many of us can, like, you just hear that and it just sort of takes, it kind of takes your breath away, but it's kind of this like, yep, yeah. I get it. Yes. I read, I, 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 I go there and sometimes I think we can pull ourselves out. And then sometimes there's just seasons where that's it. And it could be very long seasons, years yeah. where years. like this is literally, and, and the more people I have, wives, especially I have heard from, 
who say there has to be more. Mm. Like I, it's just this lingering thought in the back of my head. I, I, there just has to be more to life than this. Christy, that's and so yet, A guy goes to work and he can get the kudos. He can work extra hard. He can be a workaholic. And the people around him are giving him, you know, attaboys and you're doing a great job or you're getting a raise or you get a bonus. And for a lot of men, that will suffice. Yes, there's something missing. And they also have something they're going to on a regular basis that's still feeding that part of their life. And a lot of times women are at home going, there's got to be more than this like really like what is going on I mean Laura and I when we were first married we went through this crazy season less than a year into our marriage Laura's mom passed suddenly from a heart attack uh, Mm -hmm. while she was pregnant with our son and then right after he was born she had a blood clot where she almost passed away from and then our son was colicky for seven months and those things back to back to back like dominoes sent us into a tailspin. And we were talking about it on a show the other day. Nobody in our life said, hey, you know what? This is crazy, crazy stuff. Like you almost died. You almost lost your wife. You both lost Laura's mom. Your son was bananas for seven. You need to get into counseling. You need to like deal with those. You know, we got prescribed antidepressants and we got prescribed Ambien to go to sleep at night. But nobody said, you need to talk about these things right. and learn how to deal with the pain you've gone through. And we started checking. We didn't even know it. We thought, hey, this is a doctor. This is a, a psychiatrist, an MD, board certified physicians. You clearly know what you're doing. This is what's going to help us. And yes, antidepressants are okay for a season. But if you're not in therapy, learning how to deal with the thing that caused depression, you're not getting any help. Yeah, you're just masking it and going to end up numb. That's it. That's it. And like literally I was just talking with a friend yesterday and we were talking about sort of the you know the hard parts of our stories. And I realized, I mean, you guys we have we had a very similar story in our, you know, colic and horrible pregnancies and um see like we just walked through it was probably four straight years of literally kind of living in trauma yeah where it was just yeah. yet yet everyone would have on the outside it's like oh look oh you're so blessed and you're growing your family and yes it was it's true and we were dying inside yeah we our marriage was at the bottom we were barely communicating because we were barely surviving mm-hmm. Well, not only that too, my dad was, um, my dad had, my dad now passed, he passed away two years ago, but, um, at the early years of that, he was, he nearly died. Our our daughter was six weeks old. Our son was two years old and he needed to go into, to have an emergency heart pump put in because he had congestive heart failure and his heart stopped working on its own. So he then Mm -hmm. spent the next six months receiving three different heart pumps and at that point, he was the only human who they had ever known to have that many heart pump replacements. And so wow. I'm trying to work. Christy's trying to survive taking care of the kids. We're living with my with my family um, while we have colicky baby. And I mean, it was, yep. yeah, I could go into, but it's that stuff. Yeah, but I you're think living it's in, like, tra- you're we, just traumatized. Yep. 100%. Right. But I would have never told you that it was trauma. Right. I would have never felt the exactly. permission or the freedom to oh. say that this is trauma. Yeah, and that's where I spent, you know, the beginning of this year, I, I did, I went for a week of just to, to do really good, deep work on me mm-hmm. because I haven't allowed myself that. And to sit there and to have other people validate 
you have, you may have trauma that looks very different than what we put in, you know, air quotes, trauma, which is, you know, we, we categorize them as these giant things that happen like disasters in a person's life, but small traumas add up over time and they are stored in the body and the body does not forget. Yes. And so my health, my health went down. That's it, Laura. Oh my goodness. And my health, I mean, I was in a, then I became a health crisis and adrenal burnout and fatigue and my back went out. I mean, it was, I mean, it was years of, yeah. Yeah. Can I ask where you went if if you'd be open to share? Yeah. When I, so when we moved actually here to Nashville area, I got hooked up with um, someone who does like sort of naturopathic uh, medicine and that has helped. Wait, do you mean by the counseling or the week long? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we talked about that on a previous couple episodes ago, but yeah, it's called On Site yeah. Workshop. It's oh, this I year. Go. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Oh. So, you liked it? We loved it. Josh went uh, oh, last man. year, end of last year. My mom went. Maybe I went. I mean, it's this year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. we kind of feel like Oprah. We're like, you need to go to OnSite, and you need to go to OnSite, and you need to go to OnSite. I think every human needs to go to OnSite, though. And we'll you. put that in the show notes as well. We'll put the um, uh, OnSite workshops in the show notes because we uh, it's one of those places that you just – yeah, I mean, it, it's yep. been huge for us. Yeah. I went first, and then I got out, and I, I, I called Christy, and she was speaking, so she couldn't pick up the phone. So my mother-in-law was the next person I called. And so I joked around because she ended up deciding to go the next month. And then Christy went and I said, uh, I joked around that if you really want to have a healthy family, send your mother-in-law and your wife to therapy and, <laughs> and life will be good. Cause that's exactly what happened for me. So thank you so much for being honest about this. It is so rare. We're finally in this season. Uh, I don't know if it's just, who we are at Rebel Parenting or that we're being honest about it, but we get people that come on the show and they're finally talking about the, like, this is the truth. My parents are the best. They really are. They're amazing, amazing people. But the story you read in the books my dads wrote about our lives was the Facebook version. Like they weren't able to talk about trauma and grief and hard times and blowing it. Like in the eighties, nineties, you couldn't say those things or you'd lose your ministry. And so people are like, wow, your life was perfect. And you're like, what? Like, is anybody's, and now finally people are saying, listen, I, I went through a bunch, we went through miscarriages four in a row, back to back to back to back to back. Talk about trauma. And we just, uh, you get to that point where you're like, you know what? I'm barely able to get up in the morning. Like dealing with yeah. you as a spouse or light, like I've got to give something up. If I can't cope, something has to get given up. And so often it's our marriage. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you're going to take care of the kids. I'll take care of the work. We'll be civil. We'll live in the same house, but I can't, I can't deal. I can't do this anymore. You know? Yeah. And so, okay. So let's talk to those people, to the people that have found themselves where we have found ourselves, where we're literally, I called it the bottom rung of life where I had, I didn't know where to turn. I knew I'd become someone I didn't even know anymore. I remember Josh looking at me. We were in the middle of a season with a screaming baby who wouldn't sleep. Um, and just screamed the rest of the time she was awake. Um, a toddler who was just unruly and feisty. I was exhausted. My back was terrible. I was, I wouldn't have told you then, but I look back now and I would have say I was experiencing depression for sure. I was, yeah. I, I was literally on the edge of, of kind of losing, like 
uh, you know, if something would fall on the ground and I would just burst into tears. Mm. I was just, I was barely holding on. Mm. And I remember Josh grabbed my shoulder and he looked me in the eye and he said, Christy, I just want my wife back. Oh, yeah. And I knew, I knew that I was gone, but I didn't know how to get back. Yeah. I didn't know where I'd gone. I didn't know what was wrong. There's so much confusion that Mm. that surrounds it. You don't know where to turn. You just know that you're not right. Like you're not, you're not who you were meant to be. You're not who God has called you. And so let's talk to the person who finds themselves there or may find themselves there one day. What, what would you say? What, what are the next steps when you're in a place like that? Well, first off, I, I mean, Ryan and I will probably say different things, but I would say, one, it's okay. It's totally okay where you are at. It's so normal. Other people it's so have been there. Yeah. And now let's just figure out, let's get some steps in place, get some healthy people around you. You're not a bad person. Get a third for person that way. around you. Yeah. Jesus still yeah. loves you. Let's mm-hmm. look vertical and let's let's get a plan let's get a team and let's find out who you are again Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's what i would say and and just to assure them that it's gonna be okay you don't you can stop digging now like it's up it you have a choice now you've stated it you've shared Mm -hmm. it it's out in the light and now we can stop digging the hole and let's get some Mm. let's get some upward movement that's what i would say that's That's usually what i do say Oh yeah, I, I love that. Cause oh, you, Ryan, I want to hear. Yeah, I want to hear you. What you would say? I totally agree. I tell. I remember that we were going through a season of tough times, and Laura had gotten some bad news, and and she was leaving the office, and I go, "It's okay," and she goes, "Yeah, I know," and I go, "I don't mean it's going to be okay. I mean every feeling you have right now is okay. If it's sad, if it's angry, if it's depressed, if it's freak out, all those feelings are okay. That's just part of life." You know, and Christy, on one hand, you knew what was going on, but on the other, was it really hard to hear? Like, yeah, I want to be back at your wife too. I don't know what's going on. I don't want to be like, you know, it's, yeah. it's so hard to hear. Yeah. But just when you go through all those things, you need someone that says, hey, you're a champ for just getting up in the morning. You're not like alone. Having gone through those things and still getting up and trying at all. Like you're a champ and you need an empath in your life. Like we have a couple of counselors we go to. Like sometimes Laura and I go to to um, to a counselor together and sometimes we go to these counselors separately. The biggest thing that I've noticed that's been helpful for me is someone that's empathetic to my situation. That mm-hmm. says, oh my goodness, you went through What? Really? That's so crazy. Oh my goodness. How sad are you? And it's like, wait, what? I have permission to be sad. I can grieve. I can sit in your office and cry. That's it. Really? It's okay. Yes, it's okay. Oh my goodness. Like, can I put my arm around you? Can I be sad with you? Can we just be sad? Can we just call on the Lord to, to be grieved together? Like you need you know, in so many of those times, there's people in your life that's like, you know, you got to you gotta start working out. You got to bootstrap it. You got to pick yourself up and you got to do It's like, no, 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 no. If you just want to like lay on the floor in the fetal position and cry, like that's totally okay. Like, yeah. And that's okay too. If, well, if you're struggling with alcoholism, if you're struggling with addiction, porn addiction, I just, for me, it's across the board, not just 
situational, Mm -hmm. you know, the miscarriages and all that life throws at us because there's so much shame wrapped up in the other that they're getting, they're not even voicing the addiction and all the other things that they might be struggling with that are compounding the problem. So I'm just saying. And to your point. Oh, sorry. No, keep going. I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry. No, I'm just saying that it has to be extended just beyond just the regular life circumstances that, you know, we're we're falling apart. We're at the end of our rope. Um, And also, by the way, I'm an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. Mm, And that was the, to that point, Laura, that's the beauty of what we experienced at OnSite was you go there, you turn your phone in so you don't have a phone for for the entire week that you're there. Uh-huh. And you're uh-huh. not allowed to talk about what you do for a living at all. Nice. So nice. you're only showing up as Josh. You're showing up as Laura, Christy, Ryan, and that's it. And you're just a human being. And I think for so many of us, we get our identities wrapped up, at least as a man. One of my problems has been uh, having my identity wrapped up um, in who who I am and based my who I am and what I do are synonymous, right? Yeah, and exactly. and I had to I had to learn how to separate that. I, I let me let me rephrase that. I'm learning how to separate that, and 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 so. But when you show up there, there's so much grace. There's so much mm. love. There's so much because those things that you're talking about, that alcohol, that um, binge watching Netflix, those types of things are self medicators. Yeah. yeah to help you get through that trauma. Yeah. But the reality is, is that there comes a point at which they don't serve you well anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Quit work. Right. And Josh, what I want to say too, to people that, that feel so much shame and so much guilt about turning to whatever it is, alcohol, porn, uh, drugs, food. I mean, gosh, food is a huge one. It's for me. I, I, when, when I am in my crazy, when I feel out of control, I eat sugar and I get so much shame for it. And it's pound it. I pound sugar all the time. And I just want to tell people out there, I don't excuse it, but it's so normal when you don't have the skill set, when you haven't been to therapy, when you haven't gone through the intensives to learn how to sit with your grief, sit with disappointment, sit with unfulfilled expectations, unfulfilled goals, uh, failed dreams. When you don't know how to live with those things, you look for some way to self-medicate, whether it's sugar or porn or food. And it could be something that you learned as a child. You know, there are times where, where men uh, start looking at pornography after they've gotten married. Most of the time, it's when they were a teenager. Most of the time it was long before that and this woman feels so broken or so abandoned or so betrayed and it's like that's a coping mechanism he learned years and years and years ago. We got to get him off of it for sure. We got to get him back in the marriage and bonded to his wife but these things are really normal for people to turn to. It's just you got to get help whether it's AA or 12 step or celebrate recovery or rehab or whatever it is. Help is what's important not just pouring shame on yourself yeah. for going to some normal substance to self-medicate through a traumatic time. Yeah. And I, I think, oh my gosh, you guys are just, you are speaking. I, and I hope everyone is hearing this and they're just absorbing it because this is the level of grace that you should be letting just permeate through yourself Amen. because you will not hear that in the world. You hear 
hide, you hear shut down, you hear tell no one, you hear it's just shame, 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 shame. And we are literally, if I've learned anything in this past year, it is that we are all walking around with wounds that are gaping open. Some of us don't even know it. They're oozing and we don't even know it because we are so numb. And that's okay too. Because where you are at, whatever you have used to numb has has allowed you to survive, to get you to this place. And then you reach a place where you maybe are staring at your, you know, your screens in bed at night and wondering if there's more. And the answer is there is. Mm. And yes, and I feel like God has maybe brought you to a place where it's sort of an awakening, where it's like daughter, son, we've, we've, we've got you, I've got you this far. And now it's time to take the next step, like, you know, the next rung in the ladder, like reach up. Mm. So where would you guys say is next? If, what what would be the next step? Is it reaching out for help? Is it finding? Is it counseling? What a friend? What would you say would would be your next rung in the ladder? You know, I'm a I'm a first of all I, I do want to say Laura mentioned it briefly, but this is the other thing that I want everyone to hear. There's nothing you can do that's going to make the love love you the Lord love you more or less. It was decided mm-hmm. before the earth was created. The Lord loves you so much he sent his son to die for you, and there's nothing you can do to change that. There's no, no sin you can do that's going to make him love you less. There's He's no not up works. in heaven going, uh-oh. Yeah, there's no works you can do that's going to make him love you more, <laughs> you know? And that's true. The Lord's not like, oh, no, what's Ryan going to do? What will we do? It's He knows exactly I where you are right I didn't see this coming. Right I yeah. have no idea. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I am a Next huge, steps. huge fan of counseling. I yeah. really, really am. And people are like, oh, we can't afford it. You can. Figure out how to make the investment. It is so important. And here's the other thing with counseling. If you find a bad one, don't keep going to that one. Like, yeah. find someone where you go in and you go, oh, this person. Like, my counselor, I don't want to name him right now because I don't want to, like, just put him on blast out there. I told him the other day, I'm like, I'm not kidding. You are so good at your job. You are so mm good at your job i learn so much every time i come in i learn so much thank you for can i let me cut you off just one second i want you to keep going don't don't lose your thought thank you for saying that because i think a lot of times what i experience from others is they go to a counselor they don't connect with that counselor and they think all counseling is bad because of that one counselor so thank you for saying that yeah and listen here's the truth we've been to some dumpster fire counselors like just we sure have like we've left some sessions and gone (laughs) like whoa that person's projecting their whole life on us never going back there again issues and they project it on you, and you're like, no, you need to go to counseling yourself. You know, you need to be in therapy. That's the other thing, too. Ask your therapist if, if they're, they're in, in therapy, therapy, too, because they should be. They have to deal with so much pain, so much trauma. They need someone to talk to as well. So, yeah. and, you know, like we recommend. Ooh, mic drop. I love that. Uh, yeah. AACC, American Association of Christian Counselors, has this huge, massive database of counselors in your local area. And then ask around. Like, yeah. if you know someone in therapy, like, hey, do you know a good therapist? Like, just, it's so hard is, to be honest and vulnerable. Best. It's yes. so hard. But, like, I mean, my counselor's got such a waiting list because I keep telling people about him. I just can't stop. He's so You can't even great. get into him. But you got to find <laughs> those people. Find the ones that there's a waiting list and just be like, hey, listen, I'll drop everything. You get an opening, I'll drop everything to get in. Like, whatever it is. 
Find that person. Get that. Sometimes it can be a pastor. Sometimes there's a great empathetic pastor that really knows what they're doing, you know, or there is a friend that's been, you know, the the person that's gone through, you know, the coffee cup counseling programs that can help you on your way. I really do recommend professional help, though. I think if you get an oil change, then you believe in counseling. It's preventative maintenance. Mm-hmm. It's it's a trainer. Ooh, I have a trainer so that lives down the street. I was 50 pounds overweight. I was super unhealthy. And Jessica down the road from me, she is a genius. I mean, she's got a master's in uh, physical therapy, and she's a professor of health sciences, and she got me working out and eating healthy, and my life got better. Like, mm-hmm. we do that for every other part of our life. We forget to do it for our mental health, too. Yeah. And, and, I, would, and, and I think that... Oh. Yeah, say, go, go ahead, Laura. Just for next steps, I would definitely just get clear if if it's a friend you're working with, get clear on what is the next steps because sometimes it will be all muffled. It'll, you you might not be able to figure out what their next step is. Maybe if that makes sense, like it is they're binge watching Netflix or mm-hmm. they're hiding how much alcohol they're drinking at work mm-hmm. or they're smoking pot all day long and not telling anybody. So really getting to the root of the issue of what it is that they're checking out on Mm. and then swing back around and be like, well, how come? Right. Why? What's up? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think too, just the perspective, like you're saying, Laura, if this is, if we're talking about from the perspective of you have a friend you see struggling, maybe it's even your spouse. I would just highly, highly encourage it's, it's not, with the intent to fix. I think so often we look at people as like, Oh, like, I mean, it's like a self-improvement project, but you know, in like in reverse, it's like, I can really help you get better because I see these things in your life, which is totally, I mean, the log in the spec, you know, in the eye, but it's, it's I think so often that impulse for us to want to fix other people is really our heart's way of reverse engineering change within ourselves. It's what we so desperately want to change Mm -hmm. and we're just trying to get it out in some way. And maybe that's to help someone else. And that, and, and, and that helper, that instinct is, is, is good. And it, it, but, but so often we, we like Ryan, you suggested, you know, like people are like, you need to exercise, you need to get to the gym and let's get you on a diet and let's get you and we'll get you into counseling. And it's, you feel right there. It's like this pushing at your back, like go, go, go. And if most of us humans, resist that it feels Mm -hmm. horrible to be pushed for sure however if we can sit in front of their face and just say hi like Mm -hmm. how are you who like who are you where are you where's god in this right now no judgment no suggestions no you know i think this is your next step i I literally did that to a friend yesterday i was doing so good i was like sitting there and i was hearing her and i was just empathizing and i was just like just sitting with, I mean, that's really the definition of empathy. It's just mm-hmm. sitting with a person in their pain. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, but then I had this like light bulb moment. I was like, Ooh, I think this is what she should. I, I have a suggestion and it came out of my mouth and I'm not saying it was a bad suggestion. I still think it was a good suggestion. And yet I watched her face change yep. and she started to get a little defense. Like it was just kind of like, I lost her there. Yep. She, she totally. said yeah. not that she put up a wall, but she just kind of, pulled away from me because yeah. it was like oh is she gonna try to fix Ugh. yeah and I and I literally felt that feeling <laughs> in 
Yes, in that in the math, like oh, I was so disappointed in myself. I was like, I was doing so good. I was like Job's friends, like the first seven days when they yeah, just yeah, sat yeah, yeah, and they yeah. listened. Yeah. yeah. And then I opened my mouth and I screwed it up again. And and I just say that to all of us to just be so. And this is such a work, but for all of us to learn to be okay to sit with someone in pain and not try to fix it. Yeah, yeah. we forgot how hard. to suffer. Yep. How to suffer with somebody. Yes. How to suffer well. Mm-hmm. And, to, and to suffer with someone. And, yeah. and yet, that doesn't mean we take it on and then take it home with us. For sure. Right. Because that's where we can get ourselves in big trouble. But, but just, I mean, that's really why a good a counselor, I just, Josh and I, you know, we're both counselors by trade and education, but we're not practicing anymore because, at least for me, I realized I could not separate. My, I'm too much of an empath. I, I couldn't yeah. leave it in a counseling office. I carry it with me. And so, but so for those that are just exemplary counsel, counselors, like Ryan and Laura, it sounds like yours. I mean, they are just, it is a calling and a gifting of God. And you need to find one of those because yeah. they are anointed. Be, they can carry a suffering with you and then they are still free to be them and walk away. And it's amazing. But but what do you do when you've been burned? What, what would you suggest for those people who are a little gun shy to try again? Like been burned by a counselor? Yeah. Cause can I tell you my last experience? Can yeah, I say yeah. that? I'm mm. going to say it. Okay. So I went to one because, you know, we do couples work a fair bit, like marriage work and stuff. But I, again, I hadn't done a lot of stuff for just me, just Christy, not Christy, not Christy wife, just Christy. Just yeah little girl and so I went to this one and I was brave and I went in there and I started telling my story and I just felt I just it there just wasn't a connection really and then at the end she looked at me and she said I don't really think this is hard I was like oh okay she said I think I think you're making this out to be harder than it really is like I deal with a lot of people that have really hard things and I'm just not sure that this is a hard thing. Ouch. I was like, whoa. Ah, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Ouch. So, and and I walked away. And no, granted, I did pull out some really great nuggets from it. I realized she and I weren't the best connection. And, yeah. and I needed a far more empathetic person. Yep. Not that I didn't need someone to be like, oh, my gosh, you've had such, this is so hard. I actually did need, in some ways, a little bit of tough love to be like, actually, you've got this. Like, Mm-hmm. This really, like, you can do this. Mm-hmm. You're not as far from where you, you know, want to be as you think you are. Um, so in That's some ways, that wasn't way a good message. That's a way to say it than how she exactly, said it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But just, just to yes recognize, if you've, enc- if you've encountered someone like that who just, it just doesn't make your soul come out. It makes mm-hmm. you, shriv- like, hide. It, she, it made me feel like I was hiding more. Yeah. Um, I wasn't saying my full truth because it felt like I couldn't. Um, that's not the counselor for you. She yes. might have been great for someone else. She right. just wasn't for me. But uh, we all probably have those stories if we've walked into counseling offices. The chances of you finding the right one the first time actually are probably pretty slim. So, yeah. what? Yeah. But what else would you like? What What do you guys look for when you do couples? When you you do work, you know, say together or individually? What What is What is like hallmarks that we can look for in someone to come alongside us, whether it's professional counseling or a pastor or a coach or, or what, or a good yeah. friend. Well, number one, uh, even on all three of those is that we make sure that that person is being coached or counseled 
or in some type of similar relationship. Mm -hmm. That is number one. So, So that counselor is seeing a counselor or that coach is being coached by someone. So there's, there's a team around that person. So that person is healthy, if that makes sense. Does that? Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's our yep. definitely number one thing we look for. Mm-hmm. And then two, we, um, I'll say for us, well, I know for me is recommendations. So if Josh, you're recommending on site, then I'm like, Hey, I trust you. Then boom, I'm going. So like, or if Dan yep. Allender suggested it, then, okay, I'm mm-hmm. going to trust Dan. He's a, he knows yep. what he's talking about. I'll go. So we look for recommendations. Those are there are our top two. And then Yeah, I'll tack on to that and then I've got a couple more on this. Um we also have someone in our life that's a PhD. She does um light therapy with us, different things like that. And there are many times where I'll say, Hey, what do you think about so and so? And she'll look them up online because she's a PhD. She's gone to way more schooling than I have. She goes to training all the time. And she can look at someone's bio or their website or their blogs <clears throat> and say, oh, well, they have this theory and these things, and this is a good sign. Or she'll be like, whoa, yeah, this is old school. This is shame-based. You don't want to be involved in that. So someone that knows more than me that I trust, ask them, what do you think about this person? Whether it's a book or, you know, what are those types of things? Christy, you mentioned coaching, and I forgot to talk about that. <clears throat> coaching is different than counseling. Um. And I've done a ton. I got it from Laura. Laura was a coach um, for years and years before we were married and then for a while after we were married. Um, Coaching can be great. I think it's one of those things in my world, it's kind of like ADD. ADD is so overdiagnosed and underdiagnosed. And I think life coaches, there are some great ones. And then there are some that's like, wow, you, what, like, how did you get certified? Like, this is craziness. And... (laughs) Um, so for me with coaching, I've been to like a weekend intensive for an organization. Hey, the, the same thing holds true for a counselor as well, by the way. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's How did true. you get? Yeah. yeah. What's Jean Marie's organization now? What's it? Is it gap? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gap, gap community. Gap community is an organization that we've been through their marriage counseling. We've been through a bunch of their, uh, group individual group individual. Um, and so like I've been to, uh, their marriage seminar over a weekend and I've been to two or three of their group individual enrichment workshops workshops over, you know, three to four days. And then from there, I've been in individual coaching with some of their trainers. And for me, it was, I can see these individual trainers working in a group setting and I can see the fruits of their labor in front of me. I, you know, I got great coaching over the weekend and I can tell this person, I think I could get individual coaching from that person. Um, and I've done that a number of times. That has been very, very enlightening, especially in, in things like my job. Yeah. Where I don't want to talk to my therapist about my job and it's really not their specialty. You know, my, my counselor's yeah. specialty isn't in how do I get more motivated to do better work in my job, but a life coach or a business coach, really, that's their specialty. That's what they deal with all day, every day on the regular. Mm -hmm. And so coaching can really, really benefit you because sometimes you just get like, when we started Rebel Parenting, it just didn't go anywhere. 
Like, I just was, I felt like I was drowned. I felt like I was called to this. I didn't ever hear the Lord say, stop doing it, but it wasn't going anywhere. And I started getting into coaching and it turned everything around for me. Yeah. So that's a big Love one. Love that. Yeah. And then with Laura, what she said about counseling, you know, I just mimic every single thing she said on it. She's a hundred percent right. One of the things that I think as, as we close here, I think if you're listening and some of you have, have listened to this and you're just going, I'm in that season right now. I have a colicky baby. I'm stuck at home. I've lost my identity. Um, uh, or maybe you're a husband who's listening and you're like, man, have I really checked in on my wife's heart? Um, or you're a husband who's caught in pornography or you're, you're living in a shame cycle and you're afraid to talk about it with someone and just find that one next step, find that one next thing. I think we're living in an era today. And if there's anything that I, um, love championing more, it's going into military bases and looking at them and saying, you for years, there was such a stigma, and there still is today, but it's changing, that if you go see a psych or you go talk to a chaplain, you're crazy. Yep. Yeah. And that's changing. And I'm, mm-hmm. and, and I w- I'm a huge champion of changing that in, in every military base I, talk, I go to. Amen. The same thing is in the church. Let, yes. Let's talk about it in the context of the church, because I think the church has been a place where truth has trumped grace. We want to give advice. We want to fix it. And then what ends up happening is people turn a blind eye because they say they just don't get it. Yeah. The church just doesn't understand. That and I, you and know, Josh, I, think, I hate hearing, uh, for years it would be like, we well, just need to get closer to God. You just need to pray more. You just need to be more in the Word. And it's like, what? I went through. We went through four miscarriages in a row. Like, praying more didn't change that. It just didn't. I'm so sorry. It's not sacrilegious, but reading my Bible more didn't fix the trauma of four back-to-back-to-back-to-back miscarriages. It didn't do that. A counselor did. That's right. Going to a therapist really, 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 really helped. And, and I think that was ordained. Grieve. It was ordained by God for us to go to that person who right. knows the Lord and who is in tune with that. That's it. But that whole, like, just pray more, just read your Bible more, goodness gracious, get some compassion. Well, and that's, and that's been my... <laughs> We could have a whole other episode on this, but and I think to be gracious to those pastors and those leaders, it's be um, they weren't trained in it. They and and I think it's all it's been a quick fix of you know because it's the only thing that they know to tell someone to do. But this is the I mean we are the body of Christ, and every single person has a gift to be used for that body, and. And, and I just, you know, a lot of pastors are trained to, to preach great sermons and, and, and lead us closer to Christ, but then there's those in the body who are there for empathy and there to mm-hmm. walk someone through pain and trauma. Mm-hmm. And I think we as a church are finally beginning to understand that. I said capital C I Church. Um, I think we're start, but but we're at the very beginning. I, yes. I don't think we're there by any means. Yes. And so, gosh, championing this message with you guys is, is a real honor. So thank yeah. you for thank you for being vulnerable yourselves. Oh, you guys are the best. Are you kidding? What just I can't even get over it. It's so amazing to hear people that are honest about their life, uh, honest about their situations and circumstances and just keep pushing forward to help to to be honest so they can help the others in their lives. It's yeah. you just are the greatest. Thank you so much. Well, thank you guys. And if you're uh listening and you want more resources and information, we're going to put uh, a lot of the things that 
um, the various places we've talked about on-site workshops. Um, mm-hmm. We also champion WinShape, uh, WinShape Marriage. They have yeah, intensives yeah. and adventures. We'll put, yeah, we'll put those in the show notes and Great. some of the places that uh, Ryan and Laura mentioned. And we'll also definitely at the top of that list, we're going to put Rebel Parenting. We want you guys to check out. You've listened to them, you've heard them, and um, and they're just you've heard their hearts. And so um, please go listen to what they're doing and follow them and, uh, um, and, and, and take that one next step. That one thing that you can do to get help, take that next step. So Amen. Ryan and Laura, thank you for being with us. Thank we you. love you guys. You too. Love you. You are take just care. breaths of fresh air. Awesome. And you until next too. time, press in and enjoy the moment. Mm-hmm. Love you. Love take you. care. Guys, thank you so much for that. I'm going to um, un- – hold on. Let me hit on. There we go. Guys, thank you. I like you so much. Ah, you I really, awesome. really do. That was so great. Oh, my goodness. You guys are amazing. Right before wow. you called, my oncologist called and just said that we that I have to go back in for cancer treatment. I know. Right. So, like, five minutes oh. before the call, we're just sitting here in trauma, like, going, how are we going to do this? Laura. And Ryan's like, come oh. on, five minutes, five minutes. Yeah. But that's just the reality of life, right? And now I know I know what I'm going to go do. I'm going to go meditate. I'm going to call my counselor. I'm going to get around my cl- I call them closed mouth friends, people who don't blabber. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 And do what I need to do to take care of my heart. Can I pray for you? Can we yeah. just pray for you guys? Thank you. Oh, oh, you guys. Oh, Father, we just come before you with broken hearts. Father, we just sit mm-hmm. in places of wanting and of searching and of mm-hmm. when we want hope and we don't have answers, Father. So we just come before you. I just lift up Ryan and Laura and their family to you, God. You know, you know, you know all. You know every day is ordained for them. You know every hurt and every trauma they still harbor and hold, the dark places and the crevices of their hearts that still hold fear and mm-hmm. anger and resentment and and are terrified of the unknown, but are also hopeful and clinging to you. Father God, I just, I ask that you just fill right now every crack, every crevice, every place of them where there is mm-hmm. darkness and replace it with light. Yeah. I ask that you ordain every step of this journey, Father, for her healing, so for her wholeness, and for her wellness. I pray healing and wholeness and wellness mm-hmm. into her life, into their family. I pray peace. I pray the peace of God to rest in that home, in their marriage, in their ministry, in their business, in their finances, Father, all of, over all their kingdom and domain, Father God. I just ask that you rebuild the shields and hedges of protection around them, their marriage, their children, their ministry, Father God, for your kingdom and for your glory. Would you hold them in the sacred space, Father, where mm-hmm. and surround them on all sides with these closed mouth, safe, just beautiful friendships mm-hmm. God, that might hold them tight and strong when they don't, when they want to fall. May they fall into arms of love and of grace, of understanding, of empathy. Would you would you call people out of the woodwork to the, to, to aid them in, in this next season as they walk through? Mm-hmm. I pray I pray those people into their lives right now, Father. And I thank, thank you. you for your goodness in the midst of confusion, in the midst of just unknown. We don't know, and yet we glorify you. We don't know, and yet we call you great. We call you good. Mm-hmm. I thank.
thank you for Ryan and Laura for their business, for their ministry, really, their ministry to families and the, the ripple effects that are going out into the world because of their voices and their story. And Father, I just pray, I pray that, I pray the kingdom of God over them, Amen. over everything they touch. Mm-hmm that it would multiply out to the corners of the earth more than they could ever hoped or imagined or dreamed because of your work in the weird places of life in their story. I thank you that you are doing it even now and that this is part of the next chapter of a story that you are writing that we don't know how it'll end and yet it is good. And I think I just thank you for them, Lord. I just pray beauty into their life. I pray loveliness and joy. I pray thanksgiving and gratitude, peace, the peace of God. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Christy. Thanks, Christy. Thanks, Josh. It's such a great time. We appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for listening, Rebels, and thank you to Dr. Joshua and Christy Straub. What an amazing couple. They were so honest and so vulnerable. It is exactly what we needed. Thanks also to The Voice of the Martyrs for sponsoring Rebel Parenting, persecution.com to find out more. And as always, mypillow.com, code word rebel for a big fat discount on a four pack of pillows. God bless Rebels. We'll see you soon.